Once man accepted a simple truth, it's harmless phosphorescence. everyone, this is Thoreau Smiley, and I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and I'm in the hottest band in Jodenheim. They might be frost giants. I'm Brian Lesh, and my eyebrows are bleached and ready for action. I'm Alaric Weber, god of tedium and useless factoids. This is is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released, full-length, live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some material uh, (laughs) about the production. You were so resigned. I I just said, like, oh my god, we're really doing this still? Uh, We gather some research into the production and the source material and we tell you all about it. I've done this 90 times. How do I keep messing up the first line? Um, this show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. Hey! Thanks, you want, guys. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You want to be a patron too? Just head on over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus material there. Uh, we've got um, Star Wars stuff. We got monthly movies. We got music coming at you every single week. Uh, music episodes. Um, next month, our monthly movie is going to be 2008 Speed Racer. Um, so that's going to be a wild ride. However, this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching 2011's Thor. It's not easy to do what you did. You made my man look like a bunch of minimum wage mall cops. That's hurtful. Would you like to tell me where you received your training? Afghanistan? Chechnya? Who are you? much to achieve peace for through your arrogance and stupidity you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and devastation of war you are a vain greedy cruel boy and you are an old man and a fool you're unworthy father i now take from you I cast you out! Please open your eyes. Oh no, this is Earth, isn't it? Where'd he come from? Your ancestors called it magic. And you call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. He has disobeyed his king. His fate is in his own hands now. I will end this.
Four was released May 6, 2011. Running time of 114 minutes. It cost $150 million and took in $449 million. So it was an MCU hit for sure. Um, this uh, brings me to uh, the point in our conversation, fellas, where I ask if you are all interested in playing the uh, box office top 10 game this is uh, the game where I uh, count down the top 10 movies of the week of May 6 2011 the boys try to guess what they are and uh, I describe these movies using only the box office mojo descriptions um, I'm not going to uh, ask you guys to guess where Thor opened because I mean, it clearly opened at number one. We'll go ahead and uh, play the box office top ten game. You ready, guys? Yeah. 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 All right. For it. Here we go. Opening up at number ten this week. Red Riding Hood is training in the group of sisterhoods when she and the wolf are called to examine the sudden mysterious disappearance of Hansel and Gretel. Into the woods. No, no, it is oh. not. Hmm. Uh, uh, Hansel and Gretel. No. <laughs> this is the Hathaway one, right? No. Oh, are you thinking of Enchanted? Um. <laughs> always. <laughs> um. Oh wait, no wait. Was that Amy Adams? Was that? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But no, this is Hoodwinked Two. Hood versus evil. Okay. I was thinking hoodwinked. Um, oh, you were. Is that in Hathaway? Yes. Okay. Or is it a cartoon? Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a cartoon, <laughs> but but those also have people that make uh, them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all Roger Rabbit style. <laughs> no. Uh, opening up at, or I'm sorry, not opening up. Coming in at number nine this week, a group of teenagers get ready for their big high school dance. Um, <laughs> any, any guesses? I have. This is the first time I've ever heard of this movie. Oh. Uh, shut up and dance. <laughs> no. Enemy of the state. <laughs> night, a night of enchantment. <laughs> you, you guys are dancing around <laughs> the title here. Dirty Dancing it's, to Havana Nights. It's a one-word title. Dance. Uh, tap. Close. <laughs> it's called Square. Prom. Al gets it. Al gets a point, but he's going to take it home and do some over the clothes stuff with it. <laughs> prom. Uh, prom. Uh, so coming in at number eight, <laughs> teenage surfer Bethany Hamilton overcomes the odds and her own fears of returning to the water after losing oh. her left arm in a shark attack. Blue Crush? No, they had all their arms in there. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard. Oh, I forgot what this movie's called. Uh, uh, me too, apparently. It's it's <laughs> called Blue. It's called know. Soul Surfer. Yeah. Isn't it like a little Jesusy or something? Well, yeah, I think I know some people who worked on this. Oh. Uh, in Hawaii or like did surfing stuff for it that was a long time ago 
Who, oh, who was that? Who's the blonde that's in that? She became famous afterwards, but I can't make it out from the tiny picture. I don't know. Um, so, all right, moving on. Coming in at number seven this week. The crazy and comical Mabel Simmons tries to wrangle her fighting family together for a family dinner regarding the health of her niece, Shirley. You just throw these names around like we're supposed to. <laughs> like they're the clumps. Well, I think to a certain demographic, they probably would get it from that. Okay. This is not the first movie in this series. Oh, is it a Medea movie? It is indeed. Medea saves Christmas. Uh, and Halloween. Uh, coming out on May 6th. <laughs> no. Um, it's Medea, Medea saves Labor Day. No. Um, Medea's big happy family. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, the cover is like they're all in blue squares and it's the Brady Bunch um, font. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Coming in at number six. Said in the 1930s, a former veterinary student takes a job in a traveling circus and falls in love with the ringmaster's wife. Ooh. I want to say The Ringmaster's Wife because that would be a great movie title. <laughs> the Ringmaster's Wife. She gets together with the astronaut's wife. <laughs> and the time traveler's wife. Yeah. <laughs> they have a group. <laughs> they have a wife off. <laughs> like, did you get your husband back by the end of the movie? No, he became an alien. <laughs> he, be- Yeah, mine became a, a ringmaster. <laughs> mine became a circus clown. <laughs> this is called Water for Elephants. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a heartthrob in it. Uh, I don't know. Um, coming in at number five this week, when a domesticated macaw from small town Minnesota meets <laughs> <clears throat> the fiercely independent jewel, he takes off on an adventure with the bird of his dreams. Rio. Yes. Yeah. Ow. You also get to do over the clothes stuff with this one. Oh. With a bird. Yeah. Don't kiss it on the mouth though. No. <laughs> kiss no. It, kiss him on the butt. He yeah. wins a giant statue of Jesus. <laughs> They're making another one of those. In Rio? I think so. Yeah. A movie or Jesus? In, Bra- in Brazil. I think they're making a second one. A I, second I think I saw that recently. They're making no a second. Yeah. Well, no, they did make a Rio too, but also a giant statue of Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, coming in, opening this week at number four. Friendships are tested. Secrets come to the surface when terminally ill Rachel falls for Dex, her best friend Darcy's fiance. <laughs> I, whenever she does, they should let it slide. It says she's terminal right off the bat. Right. Oh, is this that John Green book? Um, fuck, what is this? It's like Mandy Moore or something. Oh yeah, oh, that might be Mandy no. Moore. It's hard to tell. Um, we've got oh we've yeah, got uh, we've got what's it? we've got uh, um, John Krasinski in it. Looks like is it like the thought of our stars or no? Uh, yeah, the fault of our stars. Is, no, yeah. it is not no. that. She's okay. not. She's not. She's not terminal. She's terminally single. <laughs> oh, is is, what, is that what was I some said. dramatic language. Yeah, yeah. for real. Like, your son is dead, tired, so he needs to rest. 
it's, it's this is a lighthearted rom com. It's called Something Borrowed. Uh, um, also opening this week at number three. Two very different families converge on Martha's Vineyard one weekend for a wedding. Wow. <laughs> Chappaquiddick. <laughs> too. The Chappaquiddicking. You better Chappaquid it. Um, damn. I mean, even if the Thor sucked, it was definitely going to be the best movie this week. Right. Um, wow. Uh, we got Mike Epps and Angela Bassett in this. Uh, it's called Jumping the Broom. I have no idea what that means. Hmm. No idea. Um, but coming in at number two, Dominic Toretto and his crew plan a massive, hei- massive heist to buy their freedom while the sights of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent. Rio. <laughs> this was Fast Five. Oh, so the name probably did mean something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Is a is a character people would know. I'm like Dominic, he's up to his old trick. And of course, number one this week, the powerful but arrogant god Thor is cast out of Asgard to live amongst humans in Midgard, parentheses Earth, where he soon becomes one of their finest defenders. <laughs> finest. Uh, that is the box office top 10 this week, guys. Um, um, so that brings us to our uh, character background, uh, which there is none. No one's ever talked about Thor <laughs> previous to this film. Huh. Yeah, before that happens, did you have a did anybody not like it? Did you notice any reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I mean, yes. <laughs> I, okay. I have one in particular okay. from, from from a certain person, which we've spoken of before. All right. Yes. Burgers. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it isn't our burger friend. But yeah. Um, but no, Thor has a long and storied uh, comic history. Al, tell us what we need to know about the god of Thundar. <laughs> Thundar, I didn't look that one up. He's a different uh, character. <laughs> um, well, uh, but the God of Thunder, um, Thor Odinson, is a Marvel Comics superhero based on the Norse deity of the same name. The Marvel character debuted in Journey into Mystery, number 83, August of 1962. Created by Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, and Larry Lieber. Jack Kirby had previously done a version of Thor that was included in DC's Tales of the Unexpected, number 16, in 1957. <laughs> That's a great title. Um, the Asgardian god of thunder possesses superhuman strength, speed, durability, and longevity. Thor's enchanted hammer, Mjolnir grants him additional pr- abilities of flight, weather manipulation, and interdimensional teleportation. Uh, when Thor breaks a treaty with the Frost Giants, 
His father, Odin, decides his son needed to be taught humility and incarnates Thor on Earth without memories of his godhood as a mortal, partially disabled medical student, Donald Blake. After becoming a doctor, um, I guess it must have been years because, you, you know, you're a medical student. You got to go through like residency and all that right. stuff. Yeah. Well, this is what. Wait, wait, wait. So, so out. But OK, so this yeah. this is what I've gathered. So it wasn't revealed <clears throat> that he was the actual God of Thor until 25 issues after his introduction. And the Correct. Or, originally he was simply Donald, Donald Blake, Blake. right? Blake. Yeah, yeah Donald, right. Donald Blake who happened to a medical a doctor who happened to be um, vacationing in Norway. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. After becoming a doctor, Blake vacations to Norway, witnesses the arrival of an alien scouting party, and hides from them in a cave. There he finds a walking stick, which mm-hmm. turns out to be the hammer Mjolnir in disguise, which transforms him into the Thunder God after striking it against a rock. Which the MCU did in Ragnarok when he meets Doctor Strange. It's an umbrella. Yeah. They finally kind of do that. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that his memory was wiped when he got sent to Earth by Odin. Yeah. So you arrive on Earth. You are completely free of memories. And so you, the first thing you do is go to enroll in medical school. <laughs> so I am the god of financial aid. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so uh, Thor goes on to, he defeats the aliens, clearly, um, and goes on to share a double life with Blake, treating the ill in his private medical practice and defending humanity from evil. <laughs> he's, he's doing face-offs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Thor, uh, Donald Blake was the inventor of face-off technology. Yep. L- look it up. It's actually Asgardian, Asgardian tech. <laughs> totally. That's how Loki does all those tricks. Yep. He takes um, his face off. <laughs> and yes, it was... Uh, Revealed later that uh, he was Thor all along. Um, <laughs> it was it was the Donald Blakes we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and uh, Thor was a founding member of the Avengers, um, appearing in Avengers number one, September 1963, along with Hulk, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Iron Man. Oh, but that's back when Wasp was just a guy in Dockers and a white polo shirt. <laughs> well, and the Avengers, I mean, they're like C-listers, right? They're not going to be important at any point. At any point. Nah, I don't think we'll ever talk about them again. Yeah. Uh, right now we're going to talk about Jane Foster, who first appeared in Journey into Mystery number 84, September 1962, the issue after Thor's debut. Uh, introduced as a love interest. She worked for many years as a nurse for Dr. Donald Blake before eventually becoming a doctor herself. Foster is later revealed to be worthy to wield Mjolnir at a time when Thor Odinson was not and was stripped of his powers. Uh, She adopted the mantle of Thor and she joined the Avengers. 
I think that's what's going to happen in Love and Thunder, right? That's yeah. Yep. They've all but like announced that she's Lady Thoria. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was all I, from what I understand. This uh, what I'm about to say was pretty recent, um, probably after the movie came out. Um, so she had uh, pretty terminal cancer, and um, it got progressively worse uh, with the, the changes into Thor. Um, so uh, she uh, ended up dying of cancer, but was Damn. resurrected by Odin and Thor, um, having gained the respect of Thor's father. Uh, it is revealed at this time that Odinson has again become worthy of being Thor, and he again takes up the mantle. <laughs> Foster would later become a Valkyrie, uh, wielding Undrayarn, the all-weapon, which can change shape to be whatever she needs, including a sword, extendable mace, and even wings. Well, that's convenient. Hmm. Is it ever just like a gun? <laughs> yeah. a, a toothpick? A toothpick that you pull out. <laughs> um, Loki. He is the arch enemy of Thor and also Thor's adoptive brother. The Marvel character debuted in Journey into Mystery number 85, October of 62, the third issue to feature Thor. Uh, a note, uh, Journey of Mystery would continue um, featuring Thor for a while and then eventually just be renamed Thor. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, many years ago, this is the story of Loki. <laughs> many years ago, Bor, ruler of Asgard, was battling frost giants and was caught unaware by a sorcerer who turned him into snow. Bor was found by his son Odin as he was blowing away, begging Odin to save him, but Odin made no attempt to save his father. <laughs> Later, oh, pops. <laughs> I'm out of here. Bor cursed, Bor cursed Odin, saying he would take in the son of a fallen king and raise it as his own. About a week later, Odin led the Asgardians into battle with the Frost Giants and killed Blaufey. About a week later. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it was a full week. It's like, the someday. <laughs> About a week later. Uh, so, uh, battled the Frost Giants, killed Laufey, their king. Uh, he found a small Asgardian-sized child, Loki, son of Laufey, who had been hidden by Laufey due to his shame over his son's small size. <laughs> that same thing happened to me, but it was... Never mind. <laughs> Laufey was not a very intimidating name. <laughs> it sounds like um, Cousin Leary's... <laughs> or like a, a regional children's program. <laughs> Laufey says, eat your beans. <laughs> exactly. Odin took the child out of pity and because he was the child of a worthy adversary slain in honorable combat. Um, resentful of the way his brother Thor was treated as a superior, Loki honed his skills in sorcery and earned himself the nickname of God of Mischief. His mischief would grow into malice and over centuries he would make several attempts to seize rulership of Asgard and destroy his brother Thor. It's bro hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Interestingly, it was one of Loki's tricks, using an illusion of the Hulk to draw Thor into battle, that resulted in the formation of the Avengers. Hmm. Um, Loki has demonstrated some gender fluidity, sometimes manifesting as a woman. That actually tracks. Yeah. yeah. As a master of manipulation and deceit, Loki's Asgardian powers include astral projection, energy blasts, flight, illusion casting, interdimensional teleportation, shapeshifting, telepathy, and juggling. <laughs> and 10% off at Baskin Robbins. Every, every, I, every single time a discussion of Loki's um, tricks comes up, I always think, they're illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I made up the one about juggling, but probably right. <laughs> I yeah, mean, probably. It went right by me, so sure. He's a, uh, yeah, he's a trickster. Um, a quick rundown of other characters who came from the comics and appeared in this movie, because there were a lot. Um, we already mentioned Odin and Laufey. Uh, we've got <laughs> See, that's what I meant, the Odin and Laufey show. <laughs> 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 they freeze and burn and freeze and freeze and burn. <laughs> We've got the Warriors 3, who first appeared in 1965. Uh, Volstag, Fondrel, and Hogan. Didn't didn't uh, they re- didn't the Warriors 3 release an album at some point in the 80s <laughs> along with Mixmaster Mike? They did. Um, yeah, the lady sit, right? They, sit. they did that, uh, the, the Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> that was um, them. The the Warriors three. Yeah. Love the uh, miracles. Sif, uh, Sif, she first showed up in 1964. She was a uh, um, another love interest of Thor. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess competing with with Jane Foster. Um, so she was based on the mythological wife of Thor, a golden haired goddess associated with the earth. Oh, uh, we've got Frigga, wife of Odin, mother of Thor, and Heimdall. He first appeared in 1962. Yeah. Uh, Probably, I think it was the second or third uh, issue that had Thor in it. Um, and he is the Asgardian sentry of the Bifrost Bridge. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. As Idris Elba, he is aware of his effect on women. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome character. Yeah. 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 I, no, I'll guard this bridge. I'm Idris Elba. <laughs> he just took it upon himself. <laughs> yeah. It's not even I'm doll. Idris Elba just showed up and in, in, Springer in, Bell. Yeah. He's taking he over. Filming. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, thank you, Al. Was, yep. Uh, Destroyer was actually. Um, from the comic books as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, but that's yeah. less of a character and more of a thing. Like he was in this. Yeah. Yeah. I think at one point Thor wore that as armor too. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It could be, well, because it was described as an enchanted suit of armor in the comics, even though it's more of like kind of like a weird robot thing here. Yeah. 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 But um, all right. Well, thanks, Al. That brings us to. Uh, the production of the film itself. Um, so <clears throat> this goes way back. They actually, uh, there was, 
we we kind of skipped over. There are all those Marvel TV movies in the seventies, and Thor <laughs> Thor did appear and, in those. And the eighties, yeah, I think that he's on trial. And Matt Murdock, we've talked about it. Matt Murdock is his lawyer. Well, that was Hulk, wasn't it? It was a Hulk movie that Thor was in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But he was just like a wrestler whose theme was like Viking. <laughs> That's his theme. <laughs> he was like, That's and I'm also the like. actual literal god of thunder. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's on his headshot. Yeah. Um, so as far as a feature, a big budget feature length film, this was first approached by Sam Raimi um, right after Darkman. Um, it was a... Uh, he met with Stan Lee. They pitched together to 20th Century Fox. Um, that kind of was just in production limbo with Raimi attached to it through most of the 90s, around 97 or so. Um, they uh, decided to move it and make it a television movie. Um, they got in talks with UPN, so I imagine a 1999 <laughs> Thor on UPN would have been amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Tyler Maine was going to play Thor at that point. Um, that's, uh, let's see, he was Sabretooth in the, oh. the first, yeah. Um, he's He's been Mike Myers in the Halloween, um, the Halloween remakes. Um, so, uh, yeah, that dude. Um, the, uh, in May, 2000, um, artisan entertainment came on board, um, and it was still just kind of going around around 2004. It, uh, went it over just to going around. Yeah. No, I mean, it's going around to studios, yeah. to just different the HPV yeah. comic book movies. <laughs> yeah. No one really could get a handle on like how it should be made. Basically it was happening. Like, right. It was like too weird too esoteric, too space-based. Esoteric is a good, yeah. Yeah. Um, at that point, David Goyer um, brought, was brought in mm-hmm. to write and direct. We've discussed him numerous times on this uh, podcast. Um, then around 2005, um, Goyer dropped out. He was in it for about a year. Um, at that point, Mark um, Protesevich uh, agreed to write a script for it. Um, it went <laughs> And it went to Paramount at that point. Um, then uh, at that point, Marvel Studios said that they were going to make it, although still with Paramount, because at this point, Disney doesn't own Marvel Studios yet. Uh-huh. So from 2007, um, it just started getting rewritten a bunch. Um, Marvel hired Matt Vaughn to direct oh. it. Um, he dropped out around 2009 at which point they went into talks with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Guillermo del Toro dropped out to do The Hobbit, and they <laughs> uh, hired on Kenneth Branagh, who did direct the film. Um, so Kenneth Branagh is uh, known equally as a director and a writer, or a director and an actor, I mean. Um, he's Mr. Shakespeare guy, for anyone who's unaware. He's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been doing Shakespeare um, on the British stage since the seventies. Um, he, uh, I'm sorry, since the early eighties. Uh, he, the big ones was of course like Henry V in 1989, Much Ado About Nothing, which he also directed, Othello, the 1996's Hamlet, which he also uh, directed. Um, Beck, Beckett. Yeah, yeah. 
um, he, uh, um, the dude really works. Um, let's see. He did, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He directed, um, murder on the Orient express, uh, Mm. the 2014 Jack Ryan shadow recruit. Um, he directed the 2020 Artemis Fowl (laughs) Disney plus film, which was awful. (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's currently working on the Murder on the Orient Express sequel, Death on the Nile. Um, for a guy that's like so Shakespearean, he doesn't. A lot of his movies that he directs aren't super great. It's kind of weird that he has such a great reputation when he makes so many movies that are like, yeah, that's a big special effects movie, all right. Um,. So yeah, Kenneth Branagh, uh, uh, the screenplay, we've got, um, well, okay, so we've got five five names attached to the screenplay. <laughs> um, it was written, it went through f- basically five different drafts that all had enough in common that they had to give credits to five different people. <laughs> wow. So yeah, this is really, really stitched together Frankenstein um, screenplay. Uh, we got first Mark uh, Protosevich, who uh, his was his uh, work was around the mid 2000s. He also worked on I Am Legend and Old Boy. Um, hmm. J. Michael Straczynski. Um, he was uh, he did a lot of work on Babylon Five and Sense8. Um, he's the executor of Harlan Ellison's estate, which wow. is interesting. Yeah. Um, Don Payne is a writer on this. Um, he, we saw previously, um, we spoke about him. He was the writer for my super ex girlfriend and fantastic <laughs> Four: rise of the silver surfer. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. Zach Stentz has a writing credit on this. Um, Zach Stentz, um, wrote Agent Cody Banks (laughs) and we'll see him again on X-Men First Class. He also, uh, let's see, he was a writer and uh, he did a lot of TV stuff. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. um, He did a lot of writing on the uh, Flash. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. Yeah, so. um, Ashley Edward Miller, uh, who... uh, Seems to be the writing partner of uh, Zach Stentz. He was also on Agent Cody Banks and X Men First Class, so that they were a team at least. But uh, yeah, lot of different writers. Uh, kind of, so this this was really put together by committee. I have a feeling Marvel Studios kind of took all of this and just put the stew together <laughs> because th- this really is the first like film that feels like Marvely in the modern yeah. sense, I think. <clears throat> I agree. Um, um, but they, they stayed true, you know, d- despite by committee. Yeah. Everything in it is sort of what Al had already broken down. Oh yeah. I mean, they hit the comics background um, as, as a movie itself, it feels a little by committee at times while still being incredibly oh. fun and, um, and, sure. and lively. Which yeah. I think kind of is the Marvel brand, like yeah, mm-hmm. at least the Marvel Marvel Studios brand. I'm glad they found this plotline uh, as opposed to going with the 
the, the absolute like origin, the comics origin, like making him Donald Blake and turning him into like <laughs> right. Yeah, that would have been. Uh, I think that would have been him as a doctor. That would have been a weird, weird way to go. Even, it would have been a bit much. Even even weirder than the eyebrows. Uh, yeah, but possible? yeah, the explanation yeah. in this movie, yeah, made total sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, true, yeah, definitely true to the comics origins in a lot of ways. Um, so, um, our cast, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, this was, of course, his big breakout role. Although he did work previous to this, he was in. Uh, he played uh, Papa Kirk in the uh, Star Trek reboot in two thousand nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that throughout the entire MCU so far, the largest character arc has been Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Absolutely. In my opinion. Oh, absolutely. He, he's done a fantastic job. Yeah. And I don't think they realized what they had on their hands in this film because he's playing the very traditional Thor um, and where he ends up by like end game is like incredible. Right. But again, this is the brash young Thor, you know, like he's entitled to the throne. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, he was that way for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he had uh, three films to his name prior to this. Uh, Star Trek, which was his um, debut, um, something called A Perfect Getaway and something called Cash with the S as a dollar sign. Um, <laughs> uh, in 2011. Oh, my God. He did Thor, and then in 2012, he was in The Avengers, Cabin in the Woods, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Red Dawn. So he was just, like, working after this. Um, Of course, uh, we got... So so a few people that were up for this role. Um, Let's see. Uh, We had... Famously... Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Hiddleston. Yes. Hiddleston read for it. Um, Liam Hemsworth, (laughs) Chris's brother (laughs) got turned down for it. Uh, We like your look. (laughs) Do you have another one? Is there one like you? That's similar, but not the same. Yeah. There's a number of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're half of Australia. Uh, Was it? Oh, and in the good place, isn't there like another, Hemsworth yeah. brother that Luke she's, Hemsworth, Luke. I think, is who she dates. Yeah. There's as many Hemsworths as Skarsgards. <laughs> yeah, as Baldwins. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh then of course uh we've got Jane Foster is played by Natalie Portman. Um who uh we discussed on Harmless Midichlorians, our uh patron only Star Wars series. Um mm-hmm. she of course Famously was Padme and Star Wars. Um, the first place I ever saw her would have been Leon the Professional. Yeah. When she was yeah, she's just brilliant and itsy bitsy. Yeah, she is great. Um, having watched the prequels more times than I probably should watch movies I don't especially like. Um, she <laughs> she um, I forget sometimes what a great actress she actually is. Yeah, she yeah. carries a lot of those. Yeah. Um, she's really good in this role, a role that doesn't have a lot to it, to be honest. She However, bring... passes the Bechtel, maybe the first time the M- MCU does. But Do her and Darcy talk about something that's not Thor? I guess they about talk a little science. science. A little science, yeah. 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 Okay, uh-huh. yeah. And about Darcy's schooling. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, good for them. she's a doctor, yeah. yeah. Well, no, to be fair, though, she's they're both talking to um, Eric Selvig 
about that, about the schooling, not to each other. I think they have a scene, but I could be wrong. We can move on. Um, but uh, so, all right. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, of course, as Loki, um, he did, like Brian said, um, uh, audition for Thor, which would have been interesting and weird. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I just imagine Tom Hiddleston at this point in his career being, you know, 300 pounds and jacked. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. He, but- Apparently they told Chris Hemsworth, just get as jacked as you possibly can. And they, you know, they, they fitted him for his costume and he came back three weeks later and the costume no longer fit because he just yeah. kept pumping. He is a freak of nature. He's like Arnold level of like, how do you keep getting bigger? Yeah. Uh, and like people in Hollywood are, are have, I've like read interviews where they say that they're like, I don't understand how he can continue to get this big. It's yeah. thunder. Yeah, dude, dude. Like all he does is work out. I imagine like it's yeah. insane. Um. So yeah. All right. Uh. But uh. We've yeah. Uh. Tom Hiddleston. Um. Started in the early two thousands doing like BBC stuff like Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> he was in. Um. Uh. He played Randolph Churchill in the BBC drama The Gathering Storm. That's <laughs> that's Winston Churchill's son. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a charming little island. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, Othello. Um, he was in the 2008 Othello with uh, uh, Ewan McGregor, um, Ivanov, which was a BBC one, with Kenneth Branagh. Chekhov's Ivanov in 2008. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine that helped him get this role, which, good, yeah, lucky for all of us. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was also his big breakout. Um then, of course, we've got uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Eric Selvig. Uh, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, man, that dude's worked for a long time. He was in Hunt for Red October, Goodwill Hunting. Um, he played Bootstrap Bill in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Ooh, he was in Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Guy's in a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, Colm Fior as Laufey. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, that was an actual ac- actual actor. I suppose it had to be. Yeah, <laughs> it was a yeah. They, they didn't uh, wait, get a realized giant a off doctor. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was, and he was, he was the face off yeah. doctor, and he will see him again in the Mies and Spider Man two, in which he'll play Donald Menken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Ray Stevenson as Volstag. Um, one of the Warriors three, uh, Idris Elba is Heimdall. Um, who, uh, God, wait, have we talked about it? Has he been in one before? Is this our first Idris Elba? I swear he's been in something before no, that we've done. I don't think so. Really? Wow. Oh, well, have we done a monthly with him? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked about Idris Elba before, but, um, yeah, here we go. He got, uh, his start, um, in BBC, a lot of BBC TV stuff, like all those Brits do. Um, Luther. Then, that was a good show. then yeah, Luther, Luther was like the one where he, that made him kind of famous. Um, although the first place I probably saw him was as, uh, was in the office. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I don't, oh, I didn't watch Luther when it was, yeah. What about out. the wire? 
Luther and the Wire. Oh, Sorry, The I'm Wire. Looking. I forgot yeah. about The Wire. Yeah. I know some criminal conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Wire. That's That would have been the one even prior to Luther. Um, so, um, and yeah, you know, since then he's been Idris Elba. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> we'll, wow. Okay. We'll see him next. The next place we'll see him is in Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance. Which I was not expecting to see on the list for Idris Elba. Yeah, wow. Um, in addition to a number of Avengers and Thor films coming up. Um, so, uh, let's see. We've got Rene Russo as Frigga. Uh, Rene Russo. Um, uh, let's see. She was in Lethal Weapon 3, In the Line of Fire, Outbreak at 40, Get Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, The Thomas Crown Affair. She was great in that. Yeah. Um, Kat Dennings as Darcy. We spoke about her recently in Defendor. She's always fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Anthony Hopkins as Odin. This is our first time talking about Anthony Hopkins. The great Sir Anthony. Yes, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, Yeah, up there with uh, with, uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKay. Ian McKellen um, with our great like like 70s and 80s like British Shakespearean actors who came to do superhero movies later in life and who are all in yeah yeah well yeah Hopkins is another one of those actors he doesn't had, matter if it's the Wolfman or Hannibal Lecter or he's all in for this though okay so but famously so all right I saw an interview with him about this um, and he said after he got fitted for his costume and saw the sets, he went back to his trailer and wrote in his script the the letters N A R, which he then proceeded to tell to tell the interviewer stood for no acting required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He fucking growls at Loki that one time and startled the shit out of me. I've seen that scene dozens of times and just still. Yeah. yeah. I think those are the choices I, the actor made. I think he's yeah. doing it. I think he brings it this time. Yeah. Like the way he says, you are a vain, cruel Ooh, boy. Yeah. Cruel. Yeah. I'll just never forget. Ah! <laughs> just turning and growling. Yeah. Yes. He's an animal. I think he does a great job all the way up to Ragnarok. I think he does. He just won. He just won um, a uh, an Oscar for Best Actor this year. Um, not in what? Uh, uh, I don't know. He plays a dementia patient. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> ironically yeah okay yeah he became <laughs> uh um he's becoming making him the oldest um person to ever win a a oscar for acting wow oh that's right he won uh and chadwick boseman did, did not, not. yeah I do remember that. yeah the oscars this year were a fucking disaster <laughs> but um uh, <laughs> uh that I mean, yeah, they have been for years, but this time it was very obvious. Um, but of course, you know, he did also uh, win an Oscar for Silence of the Lambs, as I was about to say. Yes, Silence oh, of the sorry. Lambs. Yes, but Be- probably best known as Hannibal Lecter to an entire generation of people. Um, yeah, uh, he of course was the Elephant Man, or was in the Elephant Man. He didn't play the Elephant Man. Um, oh my God, he played. Uh, he he was in uh, Dracula, where he played yes, ben, Helsing. ben Helsing. Yeah, uh, and he was great. He had some bonkers lines. I'm kind of yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula is one I'd love to do an episode on sometime. Yeah. That one is it's amazing. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So I mean, but he'd been working since the mid '70s um, in 
but didn't really get famous until Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, I personally think possibly his best on-screen performance is still The Remains of the Day. For anybody that's into really slow um, British costume dramas, he's great. Yeah. There is no shortage of them. <laughs> no, there isn't. But that's one of the best. Um, uh, uh, going down the list here, there's so many people in this movie. It is insane. Um, uh, I'm going to say it totally wrong. Uh, Tanabo Asani as Hogan. Um, Josh, ja- Josh Dallas. That's the one I said wrong. I said Josh Dallas Josh wrong. Dallas. <laughs> as Fandral. That's a much cooler version of me. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif. Um, additionally, we got Clark G- Gregg coming back as Phil Coulson. Um, Maximiliano Hernandez appearing as uh, Agent Jasper Sitwell. Um, he will famously, spoilers, be revealed as a Hydra agent. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, let's see, rounding out the cast here, um, Adriana Barraza as the diner owner, Isaac Cappy as a pet store clerk, and yeah, Stan Lee, of course, as a, as a truck driver. Yep. Um, that brings us to uh, the reviews. This movie has... Um, there's one other person. Oh, go ahead, Al. Oh, I was, I'm sorry if I missed it. You Did you mention Jamie Alexander? As Sif? I did, yeah. Yeah. He okay. Did. Um, and Samuel L., right? Sammy Jackson, yes. Oh. In the. Uh, Is that our first? No. No, no, no. no Iron Man. No, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Was, Sorry. The, was the first Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, our first. It's been a while for him. We He was in a, yeah. uh, Unbreakable, first time we saw him um, for the show. Um, so this has 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times writes, <laughs> Thor is a failure as a movie, but a success as marketing, an illustration of the ancient carnival tactic of telling the rubes anything to get them into the tent. Yeah, I get, yes. <laughs> that is, that's right. <laughs> that even, has he ever had fun? Ever? <laughs> well, it was Star Wars. He really <laughs> loves Star Wars. <laughs> And he liked he face off. Face off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He was so tickled pink by face off. That entire that entire review for face off. He was practically giggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did not like Thor. Um so uh 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um as a superhero movie, I feel like it's a solid a minus as a movie movie i feel like it's probably a c plus yeah that's fair yeah um but yeah anyways that brings us to it guys are you ready to jump into this thing uh, don't don't I, I need a horse <laughs> my kingdom for a horse uh here we go this is thor we open in Puente Antiguo, New Mexico. Scientists Jane Foster, Eric Selvig, and Darcy Lewis are watching for atmospheric disturbances. They spot a big one that looks like a lightning tornado. <laughs> they drive their van towards it. Uh, when they arrive, though, uh, Jane wrenches the wheel and hits a man. 
This is not the first time Jane's driving will be suspect in this film. Um, Did anyone look up uh, Puente Antiguo in Spanish? No. Oh. It means old bridge. Yes. Ah. Uh huh. Interesting. Um, uh, just really quick, did they? They seem to have had multiple encounters with the Rainbow Bridge before this movie, because they were like, "Oh, this well, matches the the earlier." Yeah, they mentioned that the anomaly has been seen before that is associated with the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what Asgard was like sending over there if they were like had like a trash portal. Well, Loki Maybe. does mention to yeah. Thor later on, like this isn't like you heading to Earth to um impress the locals and have a good time. Yeah. Oh, so they yeah, they so, go, they went to Midgard a few times just to hang out. <laughs> to what, if, what if they are <laughs> yeah, what if they were the Roswell incident? Oh, huh. That'd be it is New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, uh, Jane, what then? <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> Let's look into this. Uh, what the fuck were those alien looking things? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jane wonders aloud how he got there and we get a credit sequence cut to Norway a thousand years ago. Odin tells us how men worshiped aliens as gods. Then the frost giants came, but the Asgardians <laughs> helped us out. <laughs> yeah they protected the primitive earthlings um then the asgardians invaded the giant's planet um and took their special blue box then odin tells us how awesome asgard is the the casket of winter that's a that's a comic book MacGuffin, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's in the comics well, somewhere the, it's the tesseract right no no no, no they're it, in addition to the tesseract the Casket of Winter was like a, a ice box. Or I was something. I was also I conf- meant what was in it. Yeah. No, no, it was not the Tesseract in it. Okay, and that actually did go back to uh, no, 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 no. Um, Odin. It, it remains an Odin's thing because later in um, Ragnarok, um, Hela walks past yeah, it. Yeah, but it's in the yeah. Avengers. Um, it's kind of how it, that starts. No, 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 no. That With is the not the scientists. Tesseract. That is not I, the Tesseract. Yeah, that's. They look really similar, though. It was but, confusing. Yeah. I had to look it up to make sure that blue it's box not the, is not the Tesseract. It in is, this movie, but what about in Avengers? No, it is well, never, the post, never one credit scene. We see that the Tesseract is already on Earth. And that is not the same blue box that we're dealing with throughout this film. That yeah. the casket of that that is in no way related to the Tesseract in any shape or form other than being vaguely rectangular and blue. And being stored in Odin's vault in later movies. It is together. very confusing. Yeah. And I had to look it up to make sure it is not ever the Tesseract. That, okay. We it later, has a handle on it. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's no, no, it I is understand. weird. It's weird. They designed it so to look so much like the Tesseract yeah. and make it so confusing. I agree. It's weird. Um, well, then when do they get the stone? From the Tesseract. Where do they get the Tesseract? We later find out, well, Nick Fury had it all along. He got it from Captain Marvel in the 90s. Yeah. So isn't that what's in that? No, no, it's the test. No, the blue. So Nick Fury had it, but that's not what uh, he was testing that opened up a portal. Doorways opened both. That is. That is what. That's the Tesseract. Yes. 
but not that's what I was. But after. that's not the casket. The casket okay. of winter, the box that we I see understood. throughout yeah. this film, is not the tesseract. I all right, yeah, that's yeah, I wasn't okay. And it never ever becomes the tesseract. No, well, I know the tesseract it is the cosmic cube. Yes, really. But, and it appears in the Avengers. That's what yeah. I was getting. At. Yeah, so yeah. You, you the Tesseract, the, o- the one and only time we see it is in the um, post credit sequence. In this, you mean? In this movie. Yeah, yeah. In, this. in this movie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Which is what makes this confusing, I think. Yes, because yeah. clearly it looks like it should be the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that it wasn't in this yeah. movie. But then I was trying to put together, yeah. Okay. We figured it out. Um. So, all right. They, uh, uh, so, all right. Yeah. Um, so he steals this giant special blue box. Then he tells us how awesome Asgard is. Then we cut to Asgard where little Thor, baby Thor and baby Loki are being told by their dad that only one of them can be king one day, sparking years of unhealthy sibling rivalry. Um, (laughs) we cut to what looks like around 20 years later. Thor's about to be crowned king by Odin when, uh, his vault is invaded by frost giants. One word before he was going to be king. He was like, yeah. just finish the sentence, dad. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That, yeah, that it wasn't legit still. Yeah. <laughs> no, what word. a weird, weird couple of years for Thor. Was this close to being king? And then all this shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a thousand years old. And this one decade. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Right. And he had the, the Asgard notaries standing by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, the frost giants break into his vault. Um, we get a brief shot of the infinity gauntlet, which we later find out is fake. Yeah. Um, let's see. They are uh, destroyed by... Uh, by a, a giant robot with fire beam face. Then uh, Thor wants to invade Jotunheim. Odin tells Thor, no, we've got a truce with the frost giants. This was just a few bad apples. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thor, with absolutely no secretive prompting from Loki, <laughs> decides to go to Jotunheim. Yeah. He just balls out on his own. Um, but I mean, Loki's like, you know, it's not like you should go and to Jotunheim and, you know, do what dad said not to do. You definitely shouldn't do that, Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look in this box. Yeah. He's the Bugs Bunny <laughs> character. Um, Thor's not a bright guy. <laughs> yeah. At no. all. Not clever whatsoever. Not yeah. even a little. All brawn, no brains. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he decides to go to Jotunheim and seek answers as to why and how they invaded Asgard. We meet Lady Sif and the Warriors Three. We meet Heimdall, the guardian of the Bifrost, which is the transport beam that can take them to different planets. He tells them that if, importantly, that if the Bifrost is left open for too long, it will destroy the planet to which it is opened. Um. Yeah. So they arrive in Jotunheim. They confront the king, who will tell them nothing. He says they should leave. They're about to go, but then he calls Thor a little boy. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that scene in Training Day. 
Yeah. I can't remember the neighborhood they go into, but, but you know, like cops don't even go in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching them. Echo, <laughs> Echo Park? I don't remember. Yeah, Around there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound. <clears throat> but yeah, exactly. Like you need to leave. You have one chance to leave. Yeah. Well, it, it reminded me of Back to the Future, like, you chicken McFly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, big fight breaks out. We discover that Loki has illusion powers and can't be frozen by the gi- Frost Giant's touch, even though the other Asgardians get some nasty freezer burn. This is classic Marvel, like the like the exposition about the the rainbow bridge mm-hmm. we see fall staff say don't let them touch you and loki's like oh fuck i'm blue what the what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. It's slowly unraveling some side puzzle thing that has a lot to do with the plot but totally. visually yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they do I, a good job with that i think yeah yeah i agree yeah i mean yeah they're good at setting stuff up and you know yeah um, so, all right, the, let's see, the Asgardians eventually get cornered. Then Odin shows up and rescues them, taking them back to Asgard. He's all mad at Thor. <laughs> he strips <laughs> him of his power, sends him to earth and enchants his hammer so that only one who is worthy can lift it. Then he sends the hammer to earth too. <laughs> um, uh, so prior to this, Thor could just use the hammer willy nilly, but now he can only use it if he's worthy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're getting at, but you know, he was being groomed for that position. And I don't know, this act was just so over the top. Well, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I get that. But like, I'm saying like, he, like this is the point where he whispers to the hammer. Yeah. Um, and so prior to this, the power just existed, but now he can only use it if he's worthy. I think maybe it was just like a security update, like his uh, his views of worthiness before were much more broad. He's like, look, if you're going to do that shit, no, no. Yeah, no. I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, breaking a treaty is a big, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, all right. Uh, we cut back to where we started in the desert. Um it was kind of a classic, like, record scratch. <laughs> I guess you're wondering mm-hmm. how I got into this mess, which <laughs> yeah. Taika Waititi and, famous, like, does a hell of a job within Ragnarok later on. Yeah. yeah. He's in the little cage. But this, yeah, this back lot set that they built. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, Thor wakes up from being hit by the van. He's freaking out. So Darthy, Darcy tasers him. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many modern practical ways to take the god of thunder down i yeah. love that yeah just a car yeah you got a car an injection leather straps i yeah. love it yeah. the, they put him in their van take him to the hospital um in the hospital he has to be sedated as he gets pretty aggressive i like <laughs> i i liked the um the running joke of him like like no one can defeat the god of like and then he gets knocked out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the desert, a local finds the hammer, but he can't lift it. Then uh, back in their lab, Jane and Eric discuss that the anomaly was a wormhole, an Einstein-Rosen bridge. Um, hey, Al, you got any science stuff to tell us about that? Uh, I do. Um, 
The uh, Einstein-Rosen bridge, uh, as they stated, is uh, a a wormhole. Um, wormholes are consistent with Einstein's general theory of relativity, but actual existence remains to be seen. Some postulate that they are projections of a fourth spatial spatial dimension. Ooh. Mm. And that dimension mm. is fun. Looks like you got a wormhole right over your shoulder there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, um, so, all right. They realize that Thor came through it. So they go back to the hospital to question him. Um, so I, 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 I like how cleanly they set up the fact that the Asgardians are aliens. Yeah. That um, use science and technology that ancient Earth people mistook for gods. Right. They, I think they set that up really cleanly in here. Um, so, all right. Meanwhile, Thor's escaped the hospital, so Jane hits him with the car again. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the desert, the locals are trying to move the hammer, but Agent Phil Coulson arrives. Yeah, uh, then they do the whole E.T. type deal, you know, with the yeah. plastic tunnels and shit. <laughs> yeah, why but, is it uh, always plastic tunnels? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I love it. They have, like, grills down there and people playing music. Just, yeah, yeah party. That's what would happen. I one, love it. 100%. Like when they stormed Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> they just had barbecues and hangouts. Yeah, that or the Josh battle. Josh, why didn't you go to the Josh battle? Um, I wasn't invited. No, what you were. That? Wait, you didn't hear about the Josh battle? No. Oh, what? When was it? Um, yeah. uh, like so a, two or three months ago. A couple, two or three months. So, like a year ago. In, in it was my, in like Kansas or something, or yeah, Ohio, somewhere, somewhere middle. But it, it was it was started by a U of A student. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, so last year, beginning of the pandemic, like probably like right before the pandemic hit, um, dude, like a uh, message, like several dozen Joshes on Facebook um, and said, uh, we will meet for a Josh battle at these coordinates in one year. You have one year to prepare. We will battle for the title of ultimate Josh. <laughs> and, wow. Um, and a bunch of people. Yeah. And so a year later, a bunch of people showed up and like a, like a four-year-old, they let, they won. let the four-year-old win. Yeah. Like, and they all like battled with like pool noodles and like lightsabers and stuff. And they let the four-year-old Josh. It was a popular name for a few years in the late seventies. Oh yeah, 80s. yeah. No, I know like seven of you guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like Aiden and Braden and Cadence were for like the Gen Zs. Um, yeah. Yeah. They had the Kennedys and Madisons. And- yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's see. Jane takes Thor home. <laughs> Dresses him in her ex-boyfriend's dirty shirt, um, which uh, the name tag on that shirt is, um, uh, uh, what is it? What's the name uh-huh. of the name? Dr. Donald Blake. Donald Blake. I wanted to call oh, him. Man. Yep. And uh, I, I might be mistaken, but I think that like in <laughs> when Donald Blake in the comics is on his vacation in Norway, that's kind of what he looks like. He's got like a flannel shirt on. I have a collection of firsts, like Marvel first ah. issues. Pretty sure. But huh. anyway. Huh. Um, my understanding of the actual like first like um, thing was like Donald Blake is told by a local that there's like some weird like like um, 
anomalies nearby. And he's like, well, I better go investigate that. I am a medical doctor. <laughs> yeah, Alan said there was an alien invasion. <laughs> but like he didn't, he wasn't just like camping and like they happened upon him. And he was like, I better go check that out. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation. Yeah, I'm a vacationing medical doctor. I'm clearly, clearly <laughs> qualified for that. Stand uh, aside. <laughs> anyways, all right. Um, then uh, back in Asgard. The Warriors 3 and Sif discuss the situation. Loki reveals that he totally ratted them out to Odin in order to save their lives. They suspect Loki may have helped the uh, Yoden speak, sneak into Asgard. Mm-hmm. Loki goes and visits the Blue Box and confronts Odin, who tells him that he's adopted. You, you should have told him earlier that you don't keep that secret, Odin. Yeah, that time in his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's learning to juggle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they they fight for a little bit, and then Odin decides he's sleepy. Yeah, the Odin yeah. sleep, it's called. <laughs> the Odin sleep. Som- now we call it Ambien. Yeah, I sometimes fall into a Thoreau sleep. <laughs> yeah, sleep every eating. Yeah. <laughs> sleep, sleep ruling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Um, back on Earth, Thor enjoys pancakes. He hears about the hammer out at the crater. Um, the government arrived and took over the whole shebang. Thor asks James to give him a ride out there. It's 50 miles west of town. Um, Eric convinces her not to do it, uh, says it's too dangerous. So she does tell Thor no and says goodbye, despite how thirsty this chick is. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. For real. Woo. Like yeah. she needs, she needs a new pair of jeans because, <laughs> oh my lord, she cannot keep it in them. Never since she met uh, An- little Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah so turned down by someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, tell me this: Have you ever murdered children? <laughs> because <laughs> he's I, all yet. I, I kind of into that. <laughs> um. So all right. Uh, they uh, back at the lab. They find shield uh taking all of their equipment and research away we cut back to asgard where loki is now the king since odin's a big old sleepy pie real quick uh back uh, when shield is taking their science equipment i love the timing of this scene um because you know she's protesting and she says everything i know about this phenomenon is either in this lab or in this book and it just cuts to colson just his eyes dart and mm-hmm. The other agent runs up and snatches the book. Yeah. Yeah, they're a efficient. Yoink. A yoink. They are efficient. It's uh, very good timing uh-huh. on the scene. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, and ending the scene with thank you for your cooperation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they do pay her, they give her money. So, I mean, right. Colson's still like a good guy. Well, yeah. And these little, yeah, these just illustrate his sort of plucky. You know, sense of humor ish kind of attitude. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. Um, uh, Loki's king. Um, since Od- Odin's doing his baby sleepy yeah. face. Um, yeah. So, just earlier, there was such a contingency on him finishing that sentence 
But I guess in the bylaws, it's written that if he falls asleep for a long time, <laughs> then anybody, <laughs> whoever's standing around at the moment, well, somebody's got to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. I had, uh, yeah, the whole king thing is part of my unanswered questions for this movie. So I'm going to save it till then. But I, I have some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, the Warriors three go to Loki. They want him. They want to go to Earth to get Thor. He says, no. My first act can't to be to undo my father's final act. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, it could. It's a weird excuse. Yeah. You don't want him to come back for the funeral or to, I don't know, take nah. take little naps with dad? <laughs> yeah, he can snuggle up to Odin. <laughs> Wants to be at the reader. <laughs> snuggle up. <laughs> a little spoon. Yeah. so all right back on earth thor can't find a giant bird to ride out to the uh place (laughs) so so he has to take the long way to mordor yeah yeah the pets the the pet store scene was really funny um very that was yeah which which one's large enough to ride yeah yeah i don't have a horse we have dogs cats birds well give me one of those large enough to ride (laughs) We have a German Shepherd with a cowboy hat, but it's just for posing. <laughs> um, so luckily, though, Jane's decided she is going to give him a ride out to the crater. They flirt. She's a terrible driver. And uh, then back in Asgard, Loki and Freya are worried that Odin's maybe too sleepy. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, they arrive at the crater. Thor sneaks in. He's soon discovered, though, and has to fight his way to the hammer. And then, despite Hawkeye being there and deciding to do nothing, yeah, Thor is able to get to the hammer. Um, he likes to watch. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. So Hawkeye. <laughs> we didn't even mention Hawkeye <laughs> prior to this moment, but he's That's in this right. movie of an, yeah. another Avenger. Um. I'm going to pass right by this because I have a lot of unanswered questions about Hawkeye's appearance and subsequent disappearance in this film. Yeah. He doesn't even have a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so, all right. Thor gets to the hammer, but he can't lift it. So, uh, shield takes him before that. He does some straight up Jason Bourne shit throughout all of those plastic tunnels. Oh yeah. Yeah. He He kicks ass all the way through. Um, yeah, you know, despite having no like powers, he's he's still six right. foot four and jacked. But he's yeah. like, but he's badass hand to hand combat fighting. He's not just like brutish tossing yeah. people. Yeah, like, no, no, he's no. All... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he's trained in hand to hand for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, so Jane heads back home, uh, where she convinces Eric to help her try to get Thor back from Shield. Um, meanwhile, Thor has a little talk with Phil Coulson. Uh, Phil leaves him alone for a moment, and Loki shows up. Loki tells Thor that Odin's dead and he's banished forever. <laughs> and Thor, <laughs> Thor, despite years and years of knowing Loki, takes him at face value. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric arrives with a fake ID. Um, <laughs> So now he can get into all the hottest clubs. Anyway, this is where they sort of introduced yeah. the Donald Blake thing, and that totally makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? It was so tight. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just on the fake ID. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, it definitely, um, it was fun the way they, you know, it was essentially an Easter egg, the Donald Blake thing between, yeah. between the shirt with the, uh, the tag and the ID. It was a lot of fun. Right. Um, totally. so, um, yeah, they, they decide to go to a bar to drown their sorrows. Um, meanwhile, Loki goes to Jotunheim to make a deal with the king of the ice people. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Joffrey? Jiffy? Uh, l- uh, Fru-fri. Lo-fi. <laughs> Lo- <yeah. laughs> Lo-fi Beats. Wow. His, la- his last name is Beats. <laughs> Lil <laughs> Clowny. That's his official title. Yeah. Sad girl. Lofi. Lofi. Okay. Lofi. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a funny name. It uh, is. It's not intimidating at all. I don't know why I'm sorry. He's an ice giant. It's not like I'm making fun of someone's <laughs> ethnic name. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful, man. Uh, Cross giants are dicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's not cool. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> um. So, all right. Uh, I have to say, Frost Giants seems like a racist epithet that, like, the Asgardians call them. Like, I'm sure they yeah. have, like, oh, actual, yeah. they have, like, You're an right. actual title. They're, they're, they're the Jotuns. The Jotuns. From Jotunheim. Yeah. Like, fucking Frost Giants, man, coming here and trying to steal our captives <laughs> and shit. Uh, buying our 7-Elevens. I'm going to make the Frost Giants build a wall and pay for it. <laughs> Just like we have one of ice. <laughs> <laughs> um do the frost giants call each other frost giant sorry they took it back when they're amongst themselves i frost giants with attitude um i don't <laughs> all right so um he makes a deal to give the frost giants their special blue glowy box back if they'll kill odin and then uh, back at Asgard, Heimdall makes it clear he doesn't trust Loki because Loki can cloak himself from Heimdall's ever, ever present, the ever present glowing eye of Heimdall. Cloaky. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like Santa or Sauron. He can see everything. Um, uh, so Thor and Eric go home after drinking. Er, uh, Thor and Jane bond. Thor tells her about the nine realms. Uh, <laughs> and she tells him about the three seashells. Then um, <laughs> back in <laughs> back in Asgard, the warrior the warriors decide they're going to go after Thor. Heimdall lets them through the Bifrost to Earth. Uh, well, he just turns around. Yeah, bad- badass. Yeah, he's like, I can't help you, but if I'm not here, I can't stop you either. Right, I, I'm all seeing, but I'm going to turn my back. Uh-huh. Um, Loki, however, notices this and sends the big robot to Earth to stop them and to make sure Thor doesn't return to Asgard. He tells the robot destroy everything, which may have been a slightly too broad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. This poor New Mexican town. Yeah. No natural resources. No natural resources. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All we've got is a diner and some scientists. <laughs> but um they did introduce the destroyer briefly when the uh, frost giants broke in yeah they did they did so yeah they did set them up a little 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was no, no, one hundred percent set him up. He was um, basically uh, Chekhov's destroyer, Chekhov's robot. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the warriors find Thor. They tell him Odin's still alive. Loki freezes Heim, and then Loki freezes Heimdall Schwarzenegger style. <laughs> um, <laughs> the giant robot arrives on Earth. Um, they uh, they name check uh, Tony Stark. Um, Shield and the Warriors fight it for a while, though without much luck. It's tearing up the town pretty good. Thor is powerless, so he just helps to evacuate the town. The robot's going to kill everybody when Thor walks up and confronts it and tells it to take him instead, sacrificing himself. So the robot yeah. gives him a good old whacking. Uh, the whole like burning down of the town, uh, it kind of gave me Supergirl vibes. You know, <laughs> that, all that shit that happens like in a seemingly middle of nowhere. Yeah. But then it has anything it needs to have. <laughs> are, are these the lowest stakes we've seen? In a superhero movie, this small <laughs> yeah. New Mexico town, <laughs> one town, like a railroad ad guard. Like yeah. I, I care about this New Mexico town. This is absolutely the lowest stakes that ever exist. I think at any point in the MCU, like I think yeah, right. yeah, it's about him finding himself. Yeah, this is the as most. His arc continues to be. Yeah, Loki's just trying to kill Thor. That's, that's it. That's yeah. all. That's it. Loki wants to mm-hmm. kill Thor. Thor wants his hammer back. That's it. Yeah. There's uh, one town that could get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, destroyer hates real estate. <laughs> uh, so uh, Thor's about to die, but in that moment, he becomes worthy again through his sacrifice, and the hammer flies to him. He grasps it. His armor comes back. He comes back to life, and he destroys the robot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, him and Coulson exchange business cards. <laughs> Jane gets thirstier. Oh God! You, oh yeah! Oh my God! Like, like, yeah, <laughs> like Pam Peavy Sploosh style. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, she's such a brilliant actor, and she has had to do that so often in roles. I mean, honestly, just uh, falling over some idiot. Honestly, other than her, like, like six lines of sciency stuff. This mm-hmm. is mostly her just like squeeing over Thor. <laughs> She's like, I mean, I think any female character that talks about Thor in the movies does that though. To yeah. to their own like defense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, anytime he's totally mentioned, hard. that happens. I mean, yeah. let's yeah, let's be fair. It's Chris Hemsworth. Sure, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Like, anytime he's mentioned, that's what I do. It's not um, unbelievable, but nonetheless, but she's yeah, like, "There's yeah, three dudes in this town, yeah. and none of them are physicists. <laughs> not a single one of them can like can travel to another planet. Knows what a Einstein knows and bridges." And they all have more than 10% body fat. <laughs> um, so, all right. I love in this scene that uh, Thor calls Coulson son of coal. Oh, that was going to be yeah. my out tag. But yeah, I love that bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's so good. It, it becomes a running gag. They even use it in um, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, the, the cartoon, when Thor makes an appearance there. Because Coulson's in that as well. Mm. He's the school principal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sif in Agents of Shield keeps calling yep. him that too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Throw, ne- throw. Thor never loses that sort of like childlike 
you know yeah when he's talking to dr strange about the email and shit yeah do you have a computer no why would i (laughs) (laughs) that kind (laughs) of um all right so uh let's see um loki lets the frost giants into asgard Heimdall breaks free of his uh, giant ice cube and opens the Bifrost up so Thor can say goodbye to Jane. <laughs> so I, all right, this this scene is generally fine and all, but I there's one small detail I noticed that kept that made me laugh, which is um, when him and Jane say goodbye to each other. There's a wide shot. She's a solid mm-hmm. foot shorter than him. Then they cut to the close up, and her nose is like straight on with his. Oh, that's probably because he is just holding her because he's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. Just holding but, her up. Just holding yeah. her straight up. I had like, the time of my life. <laughs> Spinning her up. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that Chris Hemsworth does that with most human beings that he has to talk to. He's like, I don't look just down. Them up. I'll I just, just pick, pick you up. Oh, my it's God. Like I, I would have. working out. You just did the dirty dancing song. Just I wish there was a spinning scene in the Bifrost and them just spinning, <laughs> looking at each other, you know, Titanic style. It's been done. It's hilarious. Um, so, all right. So they, uh, he promises Jane he'll return to her. He and the warriors go home where the Frost King is about to kill Odin, but Loki kills Laufey, Laufey instead. Um, this was fucking great to me. The double betrayal thing yeah it's classic yeah. loki uh it made me so excited for the loki show because yeah, he it, kills his father he kills his actual father yeah mm-hmm. he kills his actual dad to protect his adopted dad which is great mm-hmm. but at the same time it's completely selfish so that he can look like the hero like it serves it's perfect loki yeah. it yeah. serves and agent of, himself it's shakespearean agent of chaos yeah well it's well yeah and uh, completely selfish Agent of Chaos. It serves multiple purposes. Um, it's Shakespearean. It's it's great. Yeah, it was a good. I have a question. I have a question. It's not an unanswered question necessarily, but L- L- Lo-Fi, the beats to study to is standing in the middle of Odin's ancestral bed. Mm. I don't know what else to call it. His, his <laughs> the bed which he shared with his father before his, him. Yeah, his, uh, <laughs> in their Odin sleep, the all bed. <laughs> Uh, is Odin's bed? bed? Yeah. He's what like the Odin's, Odin's bed. bed. <laughs> the Odin's <laughs> bed. Laufey is There's standing an Odin's bed store Odin. on every corner in Asgard. Like, but I think they're is, a front to launder money. Is Laufey like laying across the bed? Like, is he like laying on top of Odin? Like, holding him? About well, to stab him? Because he's like standing in the middle of Anthony Hopkins' torso. Yes. No, like then, I'm so confused by the blocking of this. This scene. is one of those things like where Thor and Jane were just there with each other. Kenneth Branagh just kind of doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's like just in the close ups. They're going to be close because they have yeah. to be it's like close. a video game where you walk through like a wall and you can see <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm clipping I'm through this thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Loki kills Laufey. Um, then Thor arrives just then and confronts Loki. I thought it was funny. His arrival back, um, he didn't like burst through or anything and was like, I'm back. I'm Thor. He just kind of walks into the room and his mom's like, Yeah, Thor. <laughs> right. Yeah. He does that a lot. Um, Loki is the first one to introduce the like uh, border sensors in mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Oh. Yeah. Like, you had a job. Tell me that he's here. Yeah, one job. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, uh, 
then Loki um, sucker punches Thor, heads over to the Bifrost where he opens it up and leaves it open to destroy Jotunheim with a big old sky beam. This is our first patented MCU sky beam. We get quite a few throughout the yeah. films. <laughs> um, so Thor fights Loki. Uh, Loki threatens to go to Earth to visit Jane. Then Thor gets the best of Loki. I love how he puts the hammer on his chest so Loki can't move. That yeah. Was, that was a great use of that. Such mm-hmm. a frustrating, like, his posture as he's trying to get up to. Yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he can't close the Bifrost, so instead he uses hammer to destroy the Rainbow Bridge, causing the Bifrost machine to crash into space, kind of? <laughs> Yeah, to crash into to crash into a glow a glowy space like nebulous area, a black hole, a kind of place a, thing. Yeah, the drain. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. space drain. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, Loki and Thor are also about to fall into the space drain, but luckily they're saved by Odin, who woke up. During the fight, got, got dressed. Got dressed. Yes. Yeah. yes. He didn't come out in his robe. He's a real last minute dude. Yeah. And Ed's out. Uh, Loki, though, let's go and falls seemingly to his death. Um, as we saw uh, when Thor regained his powers, um, Asgardian's dressing uh, doesn't take nearly as long as it takes us. <laughs> guardians nanotech yeah take it takes about a week yeah i i haven't been dressed in a year but that, yeah. that may be specific to 20 to I this get era. my sweatpants on pretty quick though yeah. i will say if need be yeah i call them my ass guardians <laughs> the sweats <laughs> so um back on earth jane realizes the bridge is gone it's a bridge too far. They've just been staring up at the fucking sky for yeah. the past half an hour. Yeah. Oh, a bridge shows up. You think he's going to come back now? Uh. What about now? <laughs> now, like, Guinness is like, we got to blow this motherfucker. Yeah. The the sky was uh, rippling uh, from the effects of the Bifrost. Uh, it looked like there were. Um, That's the best part of the Bifrost, man. <laughs> it's Ripple. a myth. The Bifrost is a myth. Uh, um,. Yeah, so uh, she's all sad because she's not gonna get to hit that. Um, and and oh, he as, made a promise. He did. He made a promise to come back, and a promise you make with your hammer. <laughs> 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 Anyways, gross. Yeah. Um. So all right, in Asgard, Thor and Odin have some dad son talk. Um, Lady Sif is like, why does he like that Earth chick? She's so gross. She's yeah. gonna die. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like an Asgardian one night stand. That's what I like yeah. about these Earth girls. They die after eighty years, and I stay the same age. <laughs> and I stay the same age. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sif will always be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until she, she doesn't she until she gets hired for that blind spot show or whatever. <laughs> no, and but well, it's another fun example of like immortals at various 
stages in life. There are old ones. There are young ones. They're middle-aged. Like, how do you get old? Just takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a real long time. So, all right. Um, Heimdall is watching Earth as Jane continues her research, and we roll credits. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. We get uh, the first card. Thor will return in the Avengers. It tells us. This is the first time we see this, right? Yeah, this is yeah. the first time yeah. we get that. Yeah. Um, then after the credits, Eric's being recruited to study a different blue glowing cube by Nick Fury. Yeah. But little does Fury know that Loki is secretly whispering to Eric. He's all, hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that we get, this is just a tangent, but I hope that we get some of this moment, this time frame that we don't see in the Loki oh. show, explaining oh. how he got out of the drain and into Eric yeah. Selvig's brain. That was one of my big, big questions is how the hell did Loki end up here after we saw him fall into the space drain? Yeah. And who tells him what the Tesseract is? How, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we do know it's the Chitauri and Thanos kind of. But, but how yeah. did he end up with them? And now he's in. Like, I'm so confused yeah. by how Loki got where he got in Avengers. From here, yeah. how like we got to here corporate from ladder. prior to the credits, like yeah. So um, the the space drain was itself a wormhole, right? So he didn't just float off into the abyss. Um, it, it actually led him somewhere. Where I don't know. Kind of like, like Ragnarok. It, where did he come from, say, and where did he go? If you slip out of the Bifrost, you'll just. Yeah, you end up in the devil's anus. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum's waiting for you. Um, One, the only thing I want to say is I always really liked Loki's helmet in the comics. Like, I always thought it was very striking and cool looking. And I was always so sort of worried if they would even try to do that. And they totally did. And they've pulled it off. And Hiddleston looks so badass wearing it. Yeah, he really does. could easily have been cheesy. And it wasn't. Oh, it was we really don't get enough of the the Loki or the Thor helmet in this movie. We get mm, right. it during the the coronation scene. Yeah, but we don't really yeah. see Thor's helmet again. Not that I can remember in the movies, at least. Yeah, Maybe no, Ragnarok. No. They kind of homage to it with his gladiatorial shit. Yeah, a little bit. Oh but. yeah, he has the new one that he pulls down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. The Loki helmet is just out of control. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's an awesome one. Um, so, all right, all right. A few unsa- unanswered questions. What's up with the whole King Coronation thing? So, why was Odin <laughs> making Thor king in the first place? He was ready for a nap. It, was Thor only going to be king during the Odin sleep? Then when Odin comes back, he'd take back being king? I assume that if huh. Thor was king, he would sleep through Ragnarok. Or until the moment of Ragnarok. <laughs> he would sleep but, like, <laughs> DV, He DVR'd it. Well, like, yeah, he'd, like, wake up and be like, oh, yeah, Ragnarok's happening. Uh, I don't know. Good luck. Like, and then die point. or something. It, he, thinking along the lines of, like... Oh, so the Odin sleep Norse was coming. mythology. Either yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. But, yeah, the, that's... That's yeah, weird. the Odin sleeps weird because so like it's apparently he just has to do that sometimes to recharge his Odin powers. 
Well, and, and Frigga does say, I forget exactly what she says, whoa, but like, whoa, whoa. oh, it's been a long time and we're kind of expecting this at some point. He's yeah. He's been putting this off. Yeah. Um, she yeah. said. Yeah, but... I see. But, he wants um, to retire. But no, no, but then also, but like, when he does come back, he doesn't make Thor king. He just remains king. Well, I think Thor chooses not to become king. Because he? he says, like, you'll make a great king, and Thor just isn't like, well, let's fucking do it. Thor um, kind of says, I'm not ready yet. I still have a lot to learn from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it. But it go ahead. My other theory was that this whole coronation, he wasn't about to say, I name you king, but he's going to gonna do a Dick Odin moves like, I pronounce you. Next in line to be king. <laughs> to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah. I decided to take the promotion myself. <laughs> I have named myself king. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. So um, all the Asgardian. Okay. So, all right. About Thor's powers. So, um, Sif and like the Warriors Three, um, and in the comics, all Asgardians are po- more powerful than humans. But definitely, Sif and the Warriors Three, when they come to Earth, are like much, much stronger than normal humans. Um, do they have special powers, or is that just part of being Asgardian? And if so, was Thor stronger than normal humans? Because he, like, I mean, he was a good fighter, and he's still a big badass, but he wasn't. It didn't seem like he was like had any sort of like super strength when when he no, was human. He was, he was made mortal. Mortal. Yeah. Yeah. He was made he mortal. Was stripped, he was stripped of his Asgardianness. So, do yeah. all the Asgardians have to be given this power? I mean, I guess they're born with it, but it can be taken away. So, it's not I, natural. I think that Odin is king can disenchant them. I don't think anybody else can disenchant. Wait, wait. Them I thought this was. I thought this was all. Science. Well, I guess he did disenchant. <laughs> yeah, I but think I mean, that, that science, technically, in their their world, is magic to us. Is science? Yeah, to yeah, them. yeah. But or he maybe just, he whispers the thing and it goes so, away. So, so it's just, like a Wakandan thing. The everyone you know has superior technology and abilities, but some people have powers beyond that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Clearly, Thor is even more powerful than you know the Warriors Three and Sif and all them. Um, I'm just curious as to whether their powers are simply by being Asgardian or if it's based based on being wonder, given to them. I wonder if it's maybe not even them being given powers, but like like Arthurian, like, oh, your parents are rich and you just got training in like how to use a spear or a sword or a bow and arrow. Um, whereas everybody else is just like, I don't know, churning butter. They're like making Asgardian butter and like bailing yeah. Asgardian hay. Mm. That's true. They have know. to be townspeople. Yeah, they're like waiting in the Asgardian bog. I don't know what people did in that <laughs> time period. Until the sword was tossed at them. Well, that, th- okay, so that brings me to Asgard itself then. So Asgard is clearly not a planet. It's yeah, seems it's, it's a dip. realm. These are realms, according well, to no, them. no, no. But Earth is but, a realm. So Jotunheim. Is... Well, Jotunheim is kind of a disc too. We see that monster thing running on the bottom of it. 
I don't I know if it's Asgard well, was one was of the planet, nine realms. Too. They are one. They are. They do yeah. call them realms, but that's supposed yeah, to is be Asgard a realm. Is it one of the nine realms, or is it, it is, the center yes, of the But so is Earth. So is Earth. So a planet can be a realm. That they're saying the nine realms, meaning like the nine different places in space, whether it be a planet or a weird floating asteroid that we've. Yeah, yeah, you just answered your own question. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so all right, did they ever have a planet? Have they always just lived on this weird floating asteroid? Sort of Mount Olympus, right? But they're not actual gods. They're yeah, aliens. that's what it looks. I know that's what it looks like to me. Um, and it didn't look like they have um, farmland. They didn't have enough room for farmland, so they probably would travel to other realms to. Uh, get things. I assume at this point yeah. they're like so technologically advanced they're like post-scarcity like Yeah, they just have replicators something, in every, some, replicator for every man, woman, and child. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder powerful to humans. Is it like an earth ship kind of thing? Is it like a like a generational ship kind of thing that became a place? I don't know. That's interesting. I never considered that about Asgard. So besides it not being a spear. Like what's a blah, 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 where the red skull is with the soul stone? Oh, yeah. Is that a planet? I don't know. You, you, I mean, you, it looks like a planet, but yeah, we only ever saw a little bit of it. Time, yeah, very weirdly. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's, that's interesting to think about Asgard in particular because of its shape. It's you know, yeah. and the waterfalls fall off the edge, and it's very small compared to a lot of things. Like it's the size yeah. of a city, basically. Yeah, it's like Manhattan. Flatasgard.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah that, which does bring me to the nine realms because like a spe- like when he's in that book and there's planets and he's showing her like the nine realms and the tree and all that um, clearly these are actual physical places in space right yeah so in the MC yeah. universe we see many different planets in Guardians and Captain Marvel like there's many planets why are these nine in particular the nine they're, realms. They're important to the fabric of the universe, I assume, through the Yggdrasil tree thing. Like they, well, because Earth has the Infinity Stone, um, Jodenheim, I don't know why it's important, um, or any of the other places. But we know that Earth and Asgard are important in that like pantheon of things. Yeah, it's just the ones that uh, Asgard designated as if a solar system, I guess, for yeah. example. Or okay, doesn't the mean one, they're the, the ones, only ones, but the in ones, their legends, the ones well, in their legends, I mean, it's in their lifetimes, um, yeah. that Odin would have decided all this. Um, no, he has a father. Yeah, he does, yeah. but uh, <laughs> and yeah. his father has a father. Yeah, they do, but like, oh, but they reference, okay. but like his grand. I'm pretty sure, like he was probably, you know, <laughs> like Odin's been alive for a very, very long time, and I imagine at some point he was a little kid, and his father, like. You know his family. <laughs> it's the family business doing yeah. this stuff. But well, and maybe maybe those places had more import in previous generations. Mm-hmm. Like Earth is important now, but it wasn't important before the Tesseract was delivered it's, in Captain America. Yeah, I mean, the Asgardians like, saved us from the Frost Giants. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. we get like Thrasher. We saw them as aliens, but yeah. I'm of the opinion that the nine realms are not nine planets, but dimensions. I'm with Al. That, that's what I always thought in the comic books. That's always what I thought. I know that's but, vague. So like, but wait, wait. Like so Asgard isn't Asgard doesn't exist in our or well in there in, in like the, you, well, 
Well, and if you can't get there through space, how did they get to Earth after the destruction of Asgard in Ragnarok? We'll get there eventually. Yeah, because they get on a spaceship to fly to Earth. They fly on a refugee ship. But it does require interdimensional travel to get between them. Does Hmm. it? Is the Bifrost interdimensional or is the Bifrost just a wormhole through space? We will get an opportunity to explore this in not of course it is it's not of course well because because those discs open up between the nine realms which does lead me to think like are they interdimensionally connected or are those just wormholes that connect space because i mean because if they're in if they're in different dimensions then they you know then like we've been in the multiverse (laughs) since this movie but um yeah um and why do they keep coming to just that one Earth then? But um, I assumed it was in this actual, in the same space-time continuum as the MCU yeah. Earth. So a planet, Asgard as a planet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not I, a planet, a weird floating city asteroid thing. I, I would assume <laughs> that they are not all, they are not geographically near each other in space. Like we, the Nine Realms may not even be in our galaxy. Like Asgard might be so far away, mm. closer to the center of the Big Bang or something, if there is a center of the universe kind of thing. And the nine realms are spread throughout the universe itself. So, so I was traveling just, to a realm gets you to another galaxy somewhere far away kind of thing. I was just looking up um, uh, some of the other nine realms from Norse mythology. Mm. Uh, so not from the MCU. And one of them is Helheim. Um, where the the dead who died in dishonor go when they pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <coughs> well, Valhalla, um, like yeah, the reverse of Valhalla. Yeah, right. um, yeah, it, and it, I don't know. That leads me to believe these are all nine different dimensions. And if we took a spacecraft from Earth. We couldn't get to Asgard without a special interdimensional device. Like a Tesseract. All that just seems counter to what the MCU was doing. I mean, because that was the humans' um, interpretation of the Nine Realms as they were, I don't know, at some point told by Odin and Thor. Aren't they making, isn't there going to be a Celestials movie? Yeah. Okay, that's going to explain a lot of this shit. Maybe. But yeah, I think I think that's. Well, I mean, the Eternals might ha- might. Oh, Eternals! Some light. That's yeah, what yeah. It is. yeah, they. Yes, I, I got it wrong. Celestials are a type of yeah. beings. But I would love to have these questions answered, as in in something like the Eternals. That would be really cool. Well, okay, so there were in, in the Marvel universe originally on Earth. There were three races. There were the ones that looked like us, the humans. There were these subterranean sort of Morlock type creatures, and then there were these like godlike creatures who had technology can't remember the names yeah. but anyway all right so anyways I mean, let's let's move on from this because i think this is truly unanswerable we can come up with theories like a lot but the M- in the mcu they haven't answered it yeah even, even up through 2021 they haven't yet hmm. right. um right. um so all right so <laughs> hawkeye where did he come from and where did he go? Where did you come from, Clint? Joe? Shield, he's a shield out. Agent. Right, but okay, but at the 
<laughs> yes, I know. But he shows up to point an arrow at Thor and then disappears again. Um, yeah. It's they, weird. It's like you said, they wanted to drop another Avenger because that's what they're Well, I know for. that's what the movie reason is, but in the story, it's insane that Hawkeye doesn't do anything when the giant robot attacks the town. Oh, why he doesn't come back. Uh, yeah, yeah, why he doesn't come his... back in this movie with his bow and all his exploding arrows and shit. Oh, I know what he does, yeah. He was in point. He was in the space between panels being bored. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe he just works 40 hours a week, man, and he just clocked out. And, Off the clock, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm out. I'm going back out to that. My... Went to whatever, Antigua. I'm going to go get a drink at that diner. In the saloon. Yeah. He might have been on his way to the town, and then... <laughs> Thor destroyed the destroyer and then he got called back. He was just like, oh, we don't need you anymore. Batman no, he's he's your, still there in Avengers. In your bow and arrow. Oh, that's right. He's he is still out there in Avengers, isn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, what's, uh, what's, it's, it's clear. I mean, I mean, what I mean was he was back at the base, which was 50 miles out of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then yeah. he got called back to yes. the base. Um, what I find funny is that um, it's, it, he clearly, was not on set during any of the filming of this. There was at some point where like Joss Whedon was like writing the Avengers script and they were like, hey, can we put Hawkeye in this? Let's do a reshoot and just edit him in. Yeah, he can just be in a cage hanging from a yeah. crane. We'll just shoot him from below so it looks like he is high up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, the one... I don't even know if this is an unanswered question because I think the answer is Thor is just really dumb. But, like, Thor's known Loki his whole life. Why does he believe anything Loki ever says? Because he loves his brother and he yeah. hopes for the best, you know? That's part of being worthy is is trusting people. Yeah. You know, e- even when they let you down, mm. you still find the best. But you're right. There's also the fact that he's a little dim-witted. We, we see him get smarter as time goes on, but he's the kid that got everything, so he never had to learn anything. Yeah. I, I think Thor in this movie is characterized by being somewhat naive, but mm-hmm. learning very quickly. That like, oh, learning about humor, irony, learn, like humanity really shows him that like life is more complex than eating gourds in Asgard. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> you know? why he declines the throne-ish, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he doesn't have an understanding. Like he, he I think he outgrows Odin in all the ways that make yeah. sense for a modern universe you know not just the earth but like he's able to understand that like there's more than just the asgardians protecting shit right it has that prodigal son energy like i I need to go see the world um, before i decide to work this farm yeah yeah Yeah, he's on his rumspringa (laughs) he's on rumspringa (laughs) i'm not churning butter in asgard anymore anymore forever (laughs) tired of this bog uh um yeah, so that's that's all the questions I had for that. Um, it was fun. It was a lot fun. It was a lot more. I remember being somewhat unimpressed by it when I initially same. saw it. Um, Me too, and I haven't really gone back to it. Yeah, yeah, same. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot more fun than I remembered. It was a lot. Um, it wasn't. I, I remember it as being very serious, and it was. It wasn't at all. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Hopkins is serious. The rest is a is fun it's a romp yeah definitely did he ever have his raven in this i think he has in the second one 
He didn't have Great it in this. Odin's Raven. I don't think yeah. I ever yeah. saw one in this. I, I do I remember seeing one in the second one. Yeah, yeah. but not, not in this. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, all right, guys. So ri- some Asgardians believe that the Raven <laughs> will carry their soul to that dimension. <laughs> uh, um, you guys ready to rank this one? Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, let's take a look here. Um down in the ranking. So, um, the, our last MCU movie was Iron Man 2, so I think that's a good springboard. Do we think this is better or worse than Iron Man 2? Well, I kind I wrote this down. Uh, I'm going to stand by it. I thought, thought this movie was on par with Iron Man um, in terms, at least, of character development and world building. Hmm. All right. Um, and it was, and it was fun. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, it was fun. I don't think I agree with it being on par with Iron Man in term. I mean, world building, sure. I'll give you world building in terms of character. I don't think I agree. Um, I think it was a little, little, uh, a little basic in terms of character building. I mean, yes, we had Thor. It starts out brash, learns humility, but it was a very kind of like basic by the numbers lesson he got, which had to do with like finding a girl that wants to climb on top of him. Um, but uh, um, I, I do agree with the world building. Yeah, it was great, great world building. Uh, I think like Kick-Ass, was this better than Kick-Ass? I enjoyed this, I think, more than Kick-Ass. I think it was probably better than Kick-Ass. Sure. I'll agree with I that. Mean, Watchmen being the next question. I like it better than Watchmen. They, yeah, he did a decent job with Watchmen, but this was Thor. This was a Thor movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like nobody had to tinker much. You know, it could have been better. You're right. I under, well, if it wasn't Thor, it would have been a by the books, like almost like Tremors or something, just a showdown in a town. And th- like thinking about the time that this movie came out, Thor was a. B list character, yeah. C lister, yeah. you know, like he's really no one's favorite. Mm-hmm. But now, like, fuck, holy shit, now Thor is a yeah. household name again. Yeah, absolutely, favorite. absolutely. Um, I I do agree. I think it's better than Watchmen. Um, Spider Man, I think, is a real dividing line for me personally. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm not making yeah. that argument. Okay, then right under Spider Man. Yeah. Al. Thoughts? Yeah, that that's a good spot, I think. Okay, cool. He wrote it down. All right, then let's do it. We will put Thor at number seven underneath Spider-Man. Um, and that's it. We're putting a pin in, or putting a the cap on that one, which brings us to next week. Our ninety-second superhero movie will be X-Men: First Class. Oh, sweet. Hmm, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we uh, already got to the second iteration of X Men. <laughs> yeah, for real. Holy shit. Uh, so, um, thanks everybody for uh, joining us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been Throw Smiley, and I'm gonna go now because I don't want to miss all the excitement out at the crater. <laughs> I'm Josh CC or Joshson, if you prefer. <laughs> we drank, we fought, we made our ancestors proud. I'm Brian Lesh. 
I'm Alaric Weber, and this mortal form has grown weak. I need sustenance. <laughs> oh, me too. Uh, Time for an owl nap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some sleep. That's some owl sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm personally uh, uh, going for a uh, going to go for a hot dog. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, all right. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.